2: Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is a great weekend, kicking off third rifle season, a lot of other waterfowl, a whole bunch of stuff going on. So, good luck to everyone out in the woods or uh, on the waters fishing. And that's got our next guest, Austin Parr, Discount Fishing Tackle. Austin, how are you? Doing good, Scott. How are you? I'm doing great, man. And I'll publicly say, congratulations to you and your lovely wife on your new baby. So, man. Beautiful baby. Appreciate
0: that. Absolutely.
2: All right. um, Kind of give us an update what's going on in the waters here around the state.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned, there's lots of hunting opportunities right now, but this time of year is a time that a lot of times gets overlooked for some fantastic fishing opportunities. Uh, Whether you're chasing warm water species or trout, this is an awesome time to get out there and get after it. So up in the, the high country, we're starting to see, the the first thoughts of ice fishing, um, there's some edge ice certainly at North Park and South Park right now, and uh, it won't be long before we're out there walking on it, but for the time being, when you can get out there right before this ice kicks in, you can get those trout really feeding aggressively, uh, getting out there and, and fishing along the weed line. Tube jigs have been very effective down in South Park lately, swimming white and brown tubes up high in the water column. has really been catching a lot of fish down at Antero. Um, so that's certainly something to think about. And then in Middle Park region, uh, the lake trout bite has been spectacular at places like Granby and Williams Fork. Uh, fishing once again along those shoreline edges, those lake trout are up shallow spawning, and there's also some big browns that are moving around that are being caught on jerk baits along the dikes. So that is uh, a good thing to be thinking about. And then along the Front Range access, uh, the walleyes have been a bit spotty. Some of this little bit cooler weather we had late this last week. Uh, is going to help to spur that along a little bit and get those fish grouped up. But in general, the smallmouth bass fishing has been better in places like Chatfield Reservoir um, along the dam face with square bill crankbaits as well as jerk baits and sankos. Uh Fish slowly along that bottom has been a, a really worthwhile way to go.
2: Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Chatfield lately. And uh, what on Cherry Creek? Is that slowed down a little bit or?
0: So Cherry Creek is. Still just needing a little bit of water temp drop. Okay. Uh, we're still in, in the, the low 50s at the moment. There hasn't been a, a really aggressive cold snap to, to – stress those shad out there much there's so many bait fish that those walleyes are very spread out and you're catching some on uh, reactionary bites like jigging wraps and blade baits that we've talked about over the years mm-hmm. but in general the bite has been better at Chadfield for overall numbers but not for walleye it's been more for the smallmouth so typical day on Cherry Creek right now is is about 10 to 15 fish um and which has been okay but in general if, if we can get a good cold snap before boating ends here at the end of the month uh it should really improve
2: all right. Again, Austin Pars, our guest. Discount Fishing Tackle is the store. They're at 2645 South Santa Fe. The number there, 303-698-2550. Um, all right, let's talk about the store a little bit. And, uh, man, how's inventory rolling? And um, what do you got in that maybe you didn't have a couple of weeks ago?
0: Getting a lot of ice fishing stuff in right now. Um, having to go in some different directions than I normally do. Do companies like Eskimo an ion, Uh, a lot of their stuff is not going to be shipping until the middle of January. So we've adjusted ourselves and got some other inventory there too, but that's kind of just the story of the entire industry. As we just mentioned right there, Um, it's definitely been tough to get inventory. We've, we've got product. um, But then as I want to make mention, if anyone needs stuff for the spring, there's lots of talk out of uh, overseas stuff right now with power production in China, where a lot of these factories I'm being told by, My reps that they're going down from six days a week to one day a week production. Um, So if you're looking for anything that's made overseas for next spring, it also might be a good time to think about picking some of that stuff up uh, along with your ice fishing gear.
2: Sure. And I'm telling you, you know, a lot of people might think, oh, well, that's just sales talk you want me to buy. But I'm telling you, folks wait. They're they're, going to be waiting even longer because, man, they better get it. If they see it, they better buy it.
0: So, just for instance, the majority of my orders right now are being filled, I would say, on a 30% fill rate um, on average. Some wow. are a little better. Some things like Shimano are in under 10% fill rates right now. So, it's definitely been interesting. All
2: right. And uh, you still got a, uh, about 30 seconds here, but you still got a little room on uh, you guiding if people want to get out with you?
0: This fall, I am totally booked up for the end of the year, but looking wow. for next spring as well.
2: Okay. All right, Austin's number, if you want to reach him directly, is 303-514-5546. And, again, great guided trips, and you'll enjoy it. And if you need anything, get by Discount Fishing Tackle, 2645 South Santa Fe. Let them know you heard them here on Sportsman Colorado, and we'd appreciate that. And, Austin, I know you're busy on the weekend, man, so we'll let you go. But I appreciate your time, as always, and we'll look forward to our next visit.
0: I certainly appreciate it, Scott. And if anyone's heard us on the show and mentions it, we'll give you fifteen percent off in the store.
2: All right, man. Hey, I appreciate that. Fifteen percent off right now. Discount fishing tackle, twenty-six forty-five South Santa Fe. All right, Austin. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much, Scott. You have a great day. All right.
2: You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. Don't
3: go anywhere. We've got a great show for you. We'll be back after this. KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. KLZ's personal injury attorney continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh & Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886.
2: pet portal plus don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com do you take your dog on hikes check out hiking the trail safely with your dog at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center they believe all pets deserve to have a good life call today 303-708-8050 or check them out LoneTreeVet.com
4: are your knives ready for the holiday season With the holidays just around the corner, all of us will be doing a lot more cooking soon, and I'm wondering if your kitchen knives are ready for the season. Hi, I'm Hal Van Herkey with Castlegate Knife and Tool, and we are the largest specialty knife shop in the Rocky Mountain region, and we're also proud to be America's knife source. I bet you didn't know that we also sharpen blades of any kind. A dull knife or blade is inefficient and a safety risk, so be sure to drop off your kitchen knives, collector's knives, and everyday carry blades at the store in Sedalia, Colorado, and we will get those dull blades back up and working right away. We also sharpen restaurant blades, and between now and November 15th, we are offering 20% off all restaurant sharpening. So from all of us at Castlegate Knife and Tool, stay sharp and we look forward to seeing you soon
2: now's the time to get into the outdoorsman's attic it's truly a wall-to-wall sale sitka gear 25% off all clothing fishing gear and packs 30% off you'll find many items 30 to 50% off retail Great deals on previously owned outdoor gear for the fisherman, camper, hiker, or hunter in your family. Or bring in your gear to the outdoorsman's attic and turn it into cash. And if you're looking for a great handgun, rifle, or shotgun, get by the outdoorsman's attic. If your firearm needs a little work, see Scott the gunsmith and tell him Scott at Sportsman Colorado Radio sent you. All at the outdoorsman's attic. Great service, great bargains, great gear. 2650 West Hampton.
4: Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
2: Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for being with us. Just a quick reminder now, if you miss our live show on Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m., you can catch us twice on Sundays, and that's from 8 to 9 a.m., and then once again, the evening, 7 to 8 p.m., right here on KLZ 560. Well, it has been a while since we've had our next guest on, and a uh, great friend of our show and great support of our show, and we appreciate it. But David Howard with, Howard with the Terminator Target. So, um, David, good to have you back on the show. How are you?
1: Boy, well, I'm doing great, and it's nice to be with you again, Scott.
2: Man, if we go back to... 2020 in january and we were at the international sportsman's expo who would have ever dreamed just a couple of months later <laughs> the whole world would fall apart oh man
0: it's
1: forever and uh boy it's been a wild ride i know for you and also for us but uh sure a lot, a lot of things have happened some for us have been fantastic scott we uh after that show we uh presented at the shot show in vegas right and we're fortunate enough that a a national marketing firm had been watching us for about a year and they came up to us and said you know we've really done our research and you guys have the better mousetrap we really believe that just as you promote your target is the best hunting preparation target on the market and you guys need a marketing thing we we dealt with them for a few months, and in the middle of the pandemic, we hired them, and the first thing they came to us and said is, your name really is descriptive, effective range targets, but you need to make it a little more memorable. So we have rebranded our targets for those that have listened to us before on your radio or seen us at shows. We're now Determinator targets, Determinator effective range targets, and we chose Determinator because it's a little more memorable It's a little catchy. We took it off that movie series that Arnold did, Terminator. Um, But more important, it still describes what we do. Absolutely. Our targets allow allow you to determine your effective range, and that's so important to us as hunters. Um, As you know, since you've used our targets, we believe that effective range is the maximum distance a hunter can realistically shoot and expect a one-shot humane kill. And that's what our targets do, our determinator targets measure that for you quickly and easily. And it really empowers the hunter, new hunter, seasoned hunter, lets you know when to shoot or not shoot. And that's really the the key, the secret sauce to our target, Scott, is that ability to, to know if you should shoot or not shoot in that hunting situation
2: All right again david howard is our guest and it's dot targets.com and uh you can also find them on you know, excuse me facebook and instagram so for those that haven't heard you before let's kind of back up and, and kind of come back to the uh the birth of this and uh target and what made you because i think when you say target most people go Jeez, what does he mean he made a target who hadn't made a target you know they all got circles and a dot in the middle so uh, kind of explain to us how this works
1: well Scott number one is we found that in the industry I was fortunate enough because of my age I grew up hunting with my grandfather my father my uncle my cousin my brother my sister and those people helped teach you things that just kind of became part of your DNA. Okay. And now with new hunters and, and first generation hunters, a lot of that knowledge that we learned is not easy to pass on. And people say, when you hunt, use good judgment. Well, we believe good judgment comes from experience and experience comes from bad judgment. So as a hunter, I shot too far at times. I did things that I don't want other hunters to do. So we developed a paper target that is based on the vital size of the animal. Again, as you know, shooting our targets, we have different targets for different animals. We have an elk target. We have a mule deer target. We have a white tail target. We have a pronghorn target. And the big outer ring is that vital size of that animal at 100 yards. Right. Then, we, then in our targets, when you see them, they have a staggered ring design that we actually have patented. That each ring inside that big ring is what the vitals of that animal is at 200, 300, 400, 500, and 600 yards as seen at 100 yards. So you set our target at 100 yards, you shoot at it five times from a hunting position and whatever ring your five bullets are in, that's how far you could shoot and expect to hit the animal in that vital area. So if all five shots are in the 200 yard ring, even though one may be in the bullseye, one be a 400 yard ring, a 300 yard, and a 200 yard, the ring that contains all five tells you your effective range. And there's no really target on the market that lets you shoot it tells you quickly and easily how far I could shoot for an animal. And we think this is just really important in the hunter responsibility, the, the animal itself. We need to give it the respect to only shoot at it when we believe we can have a one-shot humane kill.
2: Absolutely. Now, on your website, which we mentioned is determinatortargets.com, right on the front it says, five shots at 100 yards will reveal your effective range. So, and we we, um, we post this on our Facebook page, uh, our podcast. We will put a picture of the target so people can get more of a visual. And I wish we were on TV instead of radio right now, but kind of explain how that works. Well, again, this year,
1: honey hunting season. I went to uh, the gun range near where I live, Green Valley, and uh, was there for sight in, and you have all these people sighting their rifles in off the bench. And you need to do that to make sure your rifle's sighted in, but we believe that what you do after sighting in is what's real important. Once you know the gun's sighted in, you then have to shoot it like you are when you're going hunting. Whether you're gonna be prone over your backpack, kneeling, maybe sitting with shooting sticks. I like to hunt timber for big bucks for mule deer, so I shoot offhand. Okay? So I've got to practice and know how far I can shoot for each of those positions. And that's what our target does. You shoot five times while the target's at 100 yards, and it'll give you that effective range, how far you can shoot and expect a one-shot humane kill. Then... As, as you we, we get on TV someday with your radio show, <laughs> they'll see the targets have multiple aim points. They have the center bullseye, and then we have three additional lower bullseye, Scott. And those are to make our target universal. My out 6 I hunt a lot with is 2 inches high to 100 yards. So when this target's at 100 yards, I need to shoot 2 inches below the bullseye. So there's actually a bullseye two inches, three inches, and four inches low. So you aim there, depending upon how your gun's sighted in, and you still should punch out at the center bullseye. So the radius of measurement to tell you how far you can shoot is consistent, no matter what kind of gun you're using, what kind of scope, and what you're sighted in for. we even posted this year we got some great feedback from some of our customers that are muzzleloader hunters. Um, they love using our targets because it will let them know if they can shoot greater than 100 yards. The, everything works out the same. The math, all of it done for you. You shoot it, whatever ring it is, there you go. It tells you. And that's why our new slogan, as you'll see on the website, is read your ring know your range. Mm-hmm. Read that ring that all five bullets are in and know your range. It's not, we've that it's kind of gives you a no-bull evaluation. Sometimes we think we're better than we are.
2: Yes, sir. <laughs> and
1: our target's kind of humbling sometimes when you get out there and you're, you know, I shoot off and like I said, I can't shoot over 60, 70 yards off and and be confident of a one-shot kill.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I've got to be on steady sticks if I want to shoot standing at a hundred yards. Right. Okay. For me in the timber, my normal shot is under sixty, so it's okay. But um, we we took my son's new wife out hunting antelope this year, and and we had her practice, and she determined what her effective range was for different distances and she showed so much self-control and discipline we had several opportunities where the antelope was standing but it was just too far for her okay we had one that a buck with 11 does that stood at 300 yards and played around for 20 minutes and that was just too far for her to shoot and we knew that from using our targets and I told her hunters get rewarded for being patient, and she did. She harvested her buck, um, very fortunately, at 68 yards, okay? Wow. And uh, one shot kill, but it gave her the confidence that she could do it right, do it humanely. And she really respected herself for showing that self-control, and we think our targets help teach you that
2: absolutely once again if you're just joining us David Howard is our guest it's com. you can also find them on Facebook and Instagram and uh, Dave's been kind enough for us Uh, if you go on their website there and you buy one or more targets if you'll use a promo code KLZ560 uh, you will get one extra free package of the mule deer uh, targets so Dave we appreciate that offer very very much now how many are in a in a packet?
1: There are five in a packet, Scott. Okay, and and we sell five to a packet because we think every hunter has five favorite hunting positions. Yeah. Okay, if you're going to hunt elk or mule deer or pronghorn, you have positions you think you're going to experience while you hunt, and we think that's typically four or five. Okay and we want you to be able to practice each of your hunting positions and know your effective range before you go hunting
2: absolutely and on your website i want to point out too and you can go through the website again great website folks you can go through there and you can see more of what we are talking about with this but you've also got uh, several cool videos on there and i know one uh keith warren outdoor tv host so what were his comments on the target
1: well, Keith has been using our targets for two years now, and he really believes in them. When he first saw them, he says, oh, Dave, it's just another paper target, okay? But as he's used them, he really has grown to be very confident in them, and in fact, he's used them on a couple of his TV shows, and it's been really cool because one time he was hunting desert sheep, and he. He shot at this ram and missed it. And Keith normally doesn't miss, so he he went back to the range and used our target, said, nope, I'm good to 400 yards. Well, later on in the show, it shows him harvesting a ram with one shot at just in the high 300-yard range. And he really believes that it gives you that true evaluation of your shooting skill mm-hmm. and he talks about how we all still get buck fever you know we all still get excited and you still need to understand that's why we push the thought of it's not one shot it's not two shot it's not your best group it's five shots enough shots to kind of show us what your worst shot is going to be and that's going to determine your effective range so Keith is a real believer in it, and we're very excited that he uses our targets, and we used him a little bit on our webpage to explain how our targets work, and uh, the other videos, I mean, the videos that everybody can watch are only omitted in links, so if you watch all five on the home page, it's only five minutes, and they talk about how our targets work. and. The other important thing, Scott, you know, the right size vitals. We've done a lot of research that each of our targets, that vital zone, that circle that represents that vital right. is accurate. Before we sell our targets, we have guides, outfitters, regular hunters. We give them targets, they shoot them. They compare them to the anatomy of the animals they shot. We've worked with universities, biologists. We know that our vitals represent that average mature animal that hunters are hunting so that uh, when you go out there you know what you're shooting and a great example is if you can shoot 300 yards for a bull elk how far do you think you can shoot for a buck pronghorn scott
4: hmm
2: yeah, the bull's size, let's see. Well, I'm trying yeah. to think, is, is a good answer further or less, I tell you, because that's a big target of bull elk. Okay, that's,
1: the, the pronghorn's smaller.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like that's a big target.
1: Yeah, yeah, so if you can shoot 300 yards for a mule, for a, a bull elk, if you shoot that same grouping at an antelope, you can only shoot 182 yards. Okay. So that's why we've done different targets, Scott. Sure. If you're going to go antelope hunting, you need to know how far you can shoot by position. They're a smaller animal, okay? In Wyoming, the the hardest thing that happens up there, the antelope is the most wounded animal, and it's because legs get hit because people don't judge the distance. They don't understand that smaller animal... um, distance relationship Mm -hmm. and they and we don't want wounded animals no we want people to be successful have great experiences have confidence
0: um
1: it it, uh, the target just does so much Uh, we had a young 12 year old last year use our targets and she sent us a whole story in about how she went to wyoming antelope hunting with her dad and they had practiced with our targets and sent us pictures of how she was doing. And in the story, it's really cute. The, the antelope kind of open up, and there's this buck standing by itself. And her dad said, you think you can make this shot, honey? And she goes, Dad, I got this. And just shoots, and the animal just falls out of the scope. And we just think that the greatest thing our targets can do is give the hunter that, I got this, Dad, attitude
3: confidence
1: and uh we know in anything you do with confidence it's a great thing and we think our targets add that to every hunter give you that i got this attitude
2: sure no and i mean there's no better feeling than when you do uh pull up your firearm and look through the scope where you're you know very confident in your shot and boy no better feeling and there's no worse feeling um uh, you know to not have that confidence and if you're already looking through the scope and not confident, chances are things aren't gonna go well.
1: <laughs> well you know, or or and you know, I've heard people say I think I can make this shot. Okay? All right. Well that's not really the confidence you wanna have. Right. Okay. You know, uh bad things happen when you think, I think I can pull into this parking space. Okay. <laughs> if you can't, bad things happen. Sure. Okay. So, um, We really are fortunate that our targets are getting some national exposure. As you say, the videos on our webpage will explain to people the right size vitals, why we want them to shoot from different hunting positions, why the five shots. Um, We have some outfitters across the West using our targets for their clients as they come into camp. And the outfitters have reported back to us that They have reduced their wound and missed animal rates by between 25 and 31% by using our targets. Hmm. And uh, what it is, Scott, is you come into camp and you have a little testosterone going, and they say, Dave, how far you can shoot? I said, oh, I can shoot 300. Hmm. Well, they take you out and you shoot our targets, and you find out I'm really a 200-yard shooter. Right. So they tell Scott, my guide, Scott, you're taking Dave out today. Don't listen to him. 200 yards, okay? That's how far Dave can shoot. And that no-bull evaluation, that real evaluation of Dave's ability, they're using in the hunt, and their clients are more successful. The guides are happier because they're getting them into the right position. There's fewer one guy just he doesn't have any mr wounded animals anymore mm-hmm. he, he, he's gone to zero sure and he, it's great because when he gets them there he has them shoot our targets from the hunting positions they think they're going to offer them during the hunt so we even have a little bit about that uh, on our website about that our targets are proven to reduce missed and wounded animals and we think that's a great value for the hunter and a great value for the hunting industry. Gotcha.
2: All right. And so just to refresh all the targets now, and is, is the moose a special order target?
1: Yes, okay. it is. We have a limited stock. It's special order because a moose, if you shoot a moose, it's like shooting a half-ton pickup when yeah. you get it on the ground. Okay? So their vital size are really big. The targets are really big. Um, and we we don't have I've got 16 moose points I don't know about you I'm not sure I'll ever get to shoot a moose in Colorado I uh, know, okay? that's terrible <laughs> So there's not a lot of hunters here locally That use them Our, our biggest use are for people going to Canada yep. We have a a gentleman in uh, Vancouver That that buys all sorts of moose targets from us And he he sells them out of his store up there Okay but um, it's wonderful to know that difference, though. Sure. Um, I shoot moose targets once a year for fun, uh, just because I think I need to put it out in the universe, that positive thought that I'm prepared, let me draw a moose tag,
2: okay? Absolutely,
1: yeah, well, you know? Um So yes, so we have moose, elk, mule deer, white-tailed deer, pronghorn, wild hog and coyote
2: okay and those it range anywhere from like 10 bucks to 15 bucks right yeah. roughly
1: yeah 10 bucks to 20 bucks
2: 20 bucks okay. okay all right
1: and, and on each of those on our in our store on the website and then on each target it also tells you what other animals have a similar size vital so if you're going to hunt black bear Use our whitetail target because their vital sizes are very similar, okay? If you go red stag hunting or caribou hunting, use our elk target. So those eight animal targets really cover 22 different big game animals um, for you to hunt.
2: Okay, great. Well, David, great information. And, hey, just a a note here about shows. As we all know, all the different things were canceled and banquets all throughout these last couple of years, really. So uh, right now, as we speak, the Western Hunt Expo is scheduled in February, and that's in Salt Lake. And then our Denver International Sportsman's Expo, which was scheduled January the 6th through the 9th has moved if you haven't heard it is now march 24th through the 27th at the convention center and that's just the last up-to-date details we have but uh, uh, i know dave you're planning on being at the western hunt expo and we will both be at the international sportsman's expo and uh, boy looking forward to getting back out and having people by the booth showing them stuff and just having fun again so man it's it's great and you know just man just a word of congr- personal congratulations to you i know when kind of when you first got started with this or pretty close to that and to see where you've brought the the company from and um to where you are now man congratulations because i know it's a labor of love and A lot lot of hits and misses sometimes, just trying to figure out the right combinations. But, uh, hey, I think you're on your effective range target now.
1: (laughs) Great. I think we are too, Scott. And two things as we close is, uh, number one, remind everybody about the buy one and get the free mule deer pack with uh, KLZ 560 coupon code. And we'll let that uh, promotion run, Scott, through Monday uh, midnight for anybody that's listening. And then, two, we talked briefly the other day about ammo shortage and people saying, hey, Dave, you know, I'm not practicing because of the ammo shortage. We really recommend hunters still need to practice and sight in, and we believe that our targets give you more information per bullet than any other target on the market. So think about that with the ammo shortage, you still need to practice. And our targets give you more information per bullet than any other target.
2: All right. So once again, go to the website, determinatortargets.com. When you get down to the promo code, put KLZ560 and uh, get you a couple of packs of targets. And Dave will include one free package of their mule deer targets. And again, Dave, we thank you very much for that, sir. So, man, we appreciate you being with us, and we will do this again soon.
1: Great. Thanks, Scott. Have a great day.
2: All right. You as well. That's David Hauer to TerminatorTargets.com. And again, you can follow him on Facebook and Instagram. You're listening to sportsman of Colorado and we'll take a quick break and be back with more right after this. For over eight years, you've been hearing me talk about Phoenix weaponry and Berthard. Hey, this is Scott Watley, your host of sportsman of Colorado here once again to tell you why Phoenix weaponry should be your choice to build your new custom firearm. Phoenix Weaponry is a custom firearms manufacturer. With a combined experience of over 45 years, the Phoenix family can master even the most unique idea. Phoenix Weaponry manufactures a precision custom parts for ARs and builds custom precision rifles, as well as a full line of pistol, shotgun, and rifle suppressors. Whether you're an experienced connoisseur or a new enthusiast, Let Phoenix Weaponry build you a dream rifle or a range blaster. Phoenix Weaponry is your one-stop shop for all of your firearm needs. Owner Aaron Casey says our attention to detail and one-on-one customer service sets us apart from our competition. Do it yourself or complete bills at Phoenix Weaponry. They're there to help you build your dream gun. Call them today, 720-340-2496. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. 720-340-2496. Or check them out at phoenixweaponry.com. the least. Chevy, find new roads. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference.
0: Hi, this is Chris Kane with 303roofer.com. If you're looking to put on a new roof because of hell, give us a call at 303-390-1382. We'll give you a cash price, which means you'll most likely get to keep some of your insurance money instead of giving it to us. It's your money, we know that, and we'll price the work accordingly. So give us a call today, 303-390-1382, or go to our website, 303roofer.com.
4: Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560.
2: Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, we had to cut a conversation last week a a little shorter than we wanted to, and that was our good friend Dan Gates with Colorado Responsible Wildlife Management and getting into a lot of the things that we need to know on on the legal side of things for our wildlife and our hunting and privileges that we enjoy here in our beautiful state. So, Dan, thanks for being back with us, sir. Appreciate it. You bet, Scott. Thank you for having us. So, man, you know, I'm telling you, you look at all the different things and all the different, you know, if we just take the gun um, thing over the last few years and the um, way that the um, other side has tried to take our gun rights away, and, boy, you give and give and you give, and, boy, that's ground you never get back. And that's things we don't want to do here on the hunting side. And um, But the deal is how do we get people – more involved in this to help, you know, become aware of and really know the facts on things um, and get the message out that we're going to stand up and fight for what we want?
4: Well, I I think the first and foremost thing is people need to take a look in the mirror and figure out what's important to them. And it's much more than, than dealing with the application process in early April and worrying about preference points and and where they're going to go and, and and how many points it takes to to draw a specific license. Uh, They they need to really pay attention to the the behind the scenes things of what organizations and entities that they, that they, they want to take everything away that we do. It's not, it's not one species. It's not one method of take. It's not one season. It's everything. Mm -hmm. The, The animal rights community as a whole despises if we hunt mountain lions or bears, or bighorn sheep, or moose, or predators. And but it really gets down to it, deer and elk. They don't like consumptive use, and they don't think that we should be able to do it. Whether you're trapping, whether you're using hounds, whether you want to turn around and use a bow and arrow, everybody's head is on the chopping block in some way, shape, or form. And this might sound like I'm preaching to the choir, but I can tell you that while we're preaching to the choir and people are saying, I'm a member of this, and I do that, and I support hunting and fishing, and I bought a license plate in Colorado, that's a piece of the puzzle that we need to continue with, but we need to really, really buckle down and figure out how we're going to make an impact and not just worry about building a puzzle.
2: Sure, and, absolutely.
4: And I think, I think, Scott, we're we're in a precarious time when complacency with mediocrity is is okay for most people, and uh, when when we're talking about the Coloradoans for responsible wildlife management. As I mentioned last week, our mission, our sole mission, is to enhance, promote, and defend the North American model of wildlife conservation and responsible wildlife management. And the, the, the opposition, the antis, our enemies, could, could like nothing more than to see the North American model degraded and eroded. They would love to see the American funding model that we do from hunting and fishing licenses and Pittman-Robertson funds and Dingle-Johnson funds be eroded to the point that we are irrelevant and we cannot sustain what we strive to make sure that we have natural resources and, and conservation efforts through hunting and fishing management.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. And, you know, you mentioned last week um, a few organizations, and I want to touch on because I think we also have to be careful about water organizations. There are some that appear that they're kind of on on our side. But then when you delve into it, they're really not. So what's some groups that you would tell some folks, hey, these are some people that we need to align
4: with? Well, I would, I would first and foremost say, and, and, and you might get an eyebrow raise out of some people, but, but the, the people that are actually doing things collectively and collaboratively in conjunction with CRWM or the Colorado Responsible Wildlife Management are Safari Club International, the National Wild Turkey Federation, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, the Mule Deer Foundation, the Colorado Trappers and Predator Hunters Association. Uh, You get into backcountry hunters and anglers, the Nature Conservancy, which most people wouldn't think that it would align with a lot of the thoughts and processes. Uh, You get into the, the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, the Colorado Wildlife Federation. I can go on and on, but I can tell you all of them have positions and issues that they're dealing with individually, but they all agree on what we need to do to be able to turn around and, maybe hold hands or maybe just stand in line with each other, but we got to figure out a way to make sure that people are aware that even the ones that don't necessarily agree with you aren't the ones that are opposing what you do. It's the enemies on the other side that are opposing all of every one of us, our passions and desires of to pursue wild game and to, to hunt and fish.
2: Sure. And, you know, Dan, most of these groups, I mean, if you take a half a dozen of those that you just mentioned for probably 200 bucks a year, You can be a member of each of those.
4: (laughs) You could be a member of each one of those. And at the same time, you can find a place with a passion that you have for hunting and fishing to figure out a way to help volunteer, whether it's Mm -hmm. a coordination spot, whether it's just a participation spot at some function or event, or whether it's showing up at a Parks and Wildlife Commission meeting or at the Capitol when some sort of legislative hearing is going on that, that pertains to hunting and fishing and wildlife management. Last year, we had a very good turnout, even though COVID was was our nemesis. We had a good turnout and we were very successful at the Capitol in holding some things off that should only be left up to the wildlife administrators and the managers in this state. We held some things off that would would have been detrimental to the hunting and angling component in Colorado. We can only do that with support from like-minded individuals and organizations, and without that support, then we stand on our own, and we are very weak and vulnerable, and I find that the way that we're building their alliances and the collaboration efforts that we've got right now, we're poised to be able to do great things, but we can't put our guard down, and we can't wait for somebody else to do it, because there's always somebody there wanting to take it away.
2: No, you're right. Again, Dan Gates is our guest, and we're just trying to give you some insights on what's going on um, with, with government and all. and. And, Dan, you know, a lot of people say, too, you know, boy, politics have creeped into CPW quite a bit, too. So I don't even know where to go with that question. But, I mean, how can we all – because the complaints I hear is that meetings are at 11 o'clock or 1 o'clock when most people are wor- working or rallies at noon when people are working or, or they don't really know the issues and don't even know where to go to find out what the issues are. So how can we help that?
4: Well, I mean, as far as the, when the meetings are scheduled, people have to understand these are business meetings, and business meetings are conducted during business hours. Yep. And while, while there's a lot of focus groups and town halls and public forums when it comes to public outreach on things, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, I mean, if, if, if you figure out how to get a hold of your banker uh, outside of business hours, I would <laughs> I would be very interested. But But... Wildlife commissioners, legislators, and the managers and administrators, they have business hours, and they try to accommodate the general public as much as what they can. But uh, it's our job to pay attention because while we aren't showing up, the other people on the other side are showing up, yeah. and they're paid to do so. And, you know, I, I made an analogy one time, and I kind of had people raise their eyes eyebrows at me a little bit, but I saw guys for years and years, and to this day it still happens to some degree, but our guys would stand in line or camp outside of a CPW office for leftover licenses or for some sort of function where they were going to give additional licenses or whatever. But they, they, they would stay there for maybe an hour, two hours, five hours, maybe overnight. I saw tents and sleeping bags. But then those same guys said, I don't have time to go to the Capitol. I don't have time to go to a commission meeting. And I'm thinking, you got time to go to a license, but you don't have time to fight for the license.
3: Yeah. And I think
4: that's the hypocrisy that we've got to deal with. we got to figure out a way to to thwart that because if we really want to be able to have the chance to stand in line and get one of those leftover licenses or when they're actually distributing, you know, kokanee salmon uh, at some place, if we're really going to do that, is that the important side of what we're doing or do we need to maybe put a little bit more time in and figure out a way to participate on the decision-making process at the commission and the meetings that happen within CPW, the Department of Natural Resources, and the legislature itself?
2: Yeah, for sure. So how do we let people know, you know, about the different issues that, that continue to come up? And, you know, like you say, there's new things that happen every month. There's new, there's new legislation. There's new things, you know, the other side's trying to stop us from doing. How is the best way to keep people informed? Or is there a particular group that does this better,
4: you know? I think that if, if they pay attention, if the general guy pays attention to the Safari Club International's uh, bullet points and websites and stuff that they've got going, the same as i mentioned previously with the congressional sportsman's foundation uh if they get into the sportsman's alliance all of those alerts that come out as far as a local level uh, if, if one pays attention to the Colorado parks and wildlife commission page on the website there's notices that go out 10 days before every meeting that's got the agenda on it uh and and then you can actually now because of covid listen to those meetings you don't have to take the time off and and go spend, you know, four or five or six hours for an agenda item to come up around the state, you right. can listen to the meeting. The way the, the way the legislature is working now, they're, they're still allowing a hybrid component to their legislative actions, and so you can testify remotely. Uh, you can turn around and show up in person. Uh, it, it, my, I guess my suggestion would be is, and I said this before, if you're not a member of something, become a member, and if you are a member, Reach out to your leadership in each one of those chapters of those organizations and find out who's engaged and who's involved to figure out maybe there's already a, a, a chain that's going back and forth that you can be part of. Maybe there's already a meeting that's being scheduled. For instance, I'm going to give an example. The wolf introduction of the state of Colorado is probably one of the most publicized wildlife issues that we'll ever deal with in this state. Mm-hmm. Wolfengagementco.org is the website that you can go to and find anything out that you want to find out about wolf reintroduction in the state of Colorado. However, we get people all the time to say, well, there's no, there's no information available. There's nothing out there. WolfEngagementCO.org will give everybody an opportunity to chime in on that one particular subject. And there's other avenues similar to that through Parks and Wildlife, but through the Sportsmen's Alliance or the Congressional Sportsmen's Foundation, and any one of those other hook and bullet conservation and organizations that can provide that information, depending on what you're particularly interested in.
2: Right, and I know we mentioned this last week, but there is a caucus meeting on November seventeenth. So, what's kind of the agenda there, and what you know, how can people uh, can they go to that commission page and join in on that?
4: Not on that particular one, but what they can do is they can get a hold of me on my particular email, and we can get them a invite to that, and then they'll be on the list. We invite probably five to 600 people every month when we're having the virtual caucus meetings, and we get anywhere from about 80 to 150 participants to take a lunch hour virtually from noon until 1. Uh, this time it's Wednesday, November 17th, from noon until 1. We'll have representatives and, and um Parks and Wildlife Commissioners, and an update on this wildlife for all issue that we mentioned previously uh, of of what this agenda item is. We'll also have some feedback on the Colorado Outdoors Partners Conference that will be uh, conducted next April from April 18th until the 20th. Uh, And then we'll have some some feedback from some other conservation-minded organizations. We, We try to do that caucus every month, although hunting season kind of disrupts some of that. We'll take a break in December, and we'll reconvene in January through May of next year, and we will be in an in-person and virtual component at that point in time. But they can contact me at DG Critter. That's D as in Dan, G as in Gates, Critter, C-R-I-T-T-E-R, 91 at gmail.com. And we will get them on the invite list, and they're more than happy to turn around and listen and kind of get up to speed on some of the information and take one hour out of your day to try to bring yourself up to speed of what is possibly happening and what is going to continue to happen as we move forward.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, Dan, anything else we need to hit and touch on uh, for our audience?
4: No, I'd be more than happy to come back at some point in time and not to bore everybody with all the details, but people that are uninformed are not successful, and the ones that are informed are the ones that tend to, to provide more benefit to the operational aspects of what we're trying to accomplish for wildlife management in the state. We don't all agree with everybody else's perceptions of what we do. We might have, you know, differences of opinions on a method of take or season structure or where somebody hunts. The fact of the matter is, Scott, we should remain united. We should be collaborative. We should find that conduit and that mechanism that holds us together, because if we can't do it ourselves, somebody else is going to break this apart and take it away.
2: No, you're absolutely right. And I mean, hey, and if we've got the knowledge, we've got the facts and we know, and everybody does team up, man, what a stronger alliance that would be. Uh, like you say, with people with knowledge and, and, and have the facts and, uh, and all of us fight together, man, that would be a win-win.
4: Well, in the words of Teddy Roosevelt, do what you can with what you have, where you are. And I can tell you that, We have people to be able to do all of those things. We just have to figure out a way to get people to show up and participate and make sure that we know that we are not each other's enemies, but the enemy is at our door.
2: Sure. Once again, Dan's email. If you would like to get an invite for this caucus meeting on Wednesday, the 17th of November from noon to 1, you can email him at d g like dan gates critter c-r-i-t-t-e-r 91 at com, and dan we'll do this bud we'll follow back up and uh we'll try to stay on this and see what we can do because man we've got to get the word out and um got to get people the facts of what's going on and make everybody aware for sure so i appreciate your time
4: Sure, appreciate the opportunity, Scott. Look forward to working with you, and happy hunting, everybody.
2: All right, you as well. Again, that's Dan Gates, dgcritter91 at gmail.com. Sign up, hey, and let's get involved and um, get to understanding what's going on in our state and what the other side's trying to do to us for sure. I want to thank all of our guests today. Mostly thank you for joining us for Sportsman of Colorado. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next Saturday.